Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zingity Zing Zing Zing. The the the. Well, the, gosh, I was trying to think of a good way to spin the title, but I can't. So let's sing this. Yes, you got me, Zinger, and I'm joined by Bergnor. And Ellie's currently stuck in the Phantom Zone, so she will not be on this week. But anyways, um, welcome back, everyone. We took a week off for you know just. We, we do these once a week, so, I mean, that's one reason. And two, uh, me and Ellie are officially husband and wife now in the eyes of um, the government and everyone else. So that's the <laughs> other reason we took last weekend off. So In the eyes of the IRS. Yes, it, yes. In, in, the, in the eyes of the government entities, we are now husband and wife and could not be happier. But like I said, she's stuck in the Phantom Zone, so you'll have to hear her joyous... Um, joyous stuff about our nuptials on the nightmare for christmas episode which is coming up on thanksgiving because that is the truest time to watch that anyways berg we um we, we we had a topic for today but some stuff fell through so we decided to pull an audible on this no we're not talking about as bird thought berg thought before we were recording um as in like audible as in the Audible link you can use down in the description to get some awesome audiobooks uh, and help us out at Zingness. Yes, use uh, the link uh, to audibletrial.com slash Zingness. No, we are talking about pulling an Audible in We Change Topics. And something that we have not discussed, but it's up our alley, is The Boys. The Boys. <laughs> the TV series from Amazon that premiered last year in 2019 and had a new season premiere and has ended. And there is a third it's season like ordered. A a uh, spinoff series in development. So we we got some stuff to talk about because we haven't really touched on this, but it's something we both watched and both been interested in. So um, I guess first things first, what led you to want to watch this show? Or, I mean, did, were you aware of anything around it? Or is this just something you just... I So I remember before the first season hit seeing the promos and commercials for it and it looked interesting and i mean i've had amazon prime for like three or four years now just in general because i mean it's all one big thing whether you're ordering a, a blender at three in the morning or watching a <laughs> tv show at three in the morning uh and you want to deliver the next day so anyway um it just looked interesting and i just i think for whatever reason i just when the first season premiered i i wasn't really like um I think I was like busy with something or whatever. So I just never got around to it. And then the first season ended and I just forgot about it. Uh, then the second season premiered and I started seeing more of it. And I was like, you know, I really should get, get into this. And I can't remember what article I was reading. Um, oh, actually, <laughs> this is going to get really dark. Um, it was, it was back in September. It was around the time of the anniversary of September 11th. And they were talking about how we're almost 20 years past that and how it started, um, coming into like pop culture and like how it's been portrayed in pop culture and in and was talking about how the boys in in the comic actually deal with 9-11 um and then how it was kind of uh handled differently in the tv series and then that and that and that just sounded really fascinating so that was the point where i was like okay you know what i think i'm gonna go ahead and start this this show so, so you started uh, in season two <laughs> yes and it was like a couple episodes in i think it um, well, you, you watched season one, of course, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started season one, and then by the time, and it, and it was already been a couple seasons or uh, episodes into season two. So I think the last like four or five episodes I was watching week to week. But yeah, it was the first like season and a couple episodes. So uh, I know me and Ellie started watching this like around the time it came out. Because 
what they did with this one, this, this one's weird because we have this ongoing discussion on Zygnus about a few different things. One of them being, do you dump all your episodes at once or release them weekly? The first season was a dump. The second mm-hmm. season was weekly. So that's the interesting thing with this is last year when the first season came out, all of it was available. You could watch it all beginning to end. Cool deal. Also, um, I guess two little quick little notes here. One, spoilers ahead. And two, probably profanity ahead. And um, <laughs> I guess um, adult themes and stuff. Because this show's hard to talk about without talking about those things. Because it is, it it's gritty superheroes and everything. And I knew it was based on comic. I've never read the comic. I kind of want to read the comic. But, I do too. But I've, I've heard it's a lot different. Also, this is a very weird personal thing, and I hate to say this because I know I'm going to get something from somebody on this. I, I'm not a big fan of the art style, and I'm sorry. I I don't like it. It's one of those things to where it's too realistic drawn, realistically drawn, if that makes any sense. Right. It, it's I, I, I like that happy... But I mean, once again, this is sort of a more realistic comic and everything, but I like that happy like middle of like it's kind of like you're reading a comic and not like somebody i don't know it's just so, something up, up with the faces I, I don't like the comic in the way it's drawn by certain things but this is from uh garth ennis who um who if anyone is familiar with that they also have another show coming out that is done by him which is and i'm sorry i completely clicked out of the wrong thing uh he did the boys and isn't he the one that's doing that one uh show that's coming out as well the one um why can't i remember what it's called i'm sitting here trying to think of it um oh preacher he did preacher which is oh, a, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a show and then um the one i'm thinking of an AMC, right yeah, there, there was the the show I'm thinking of is that one that's coming out that's like Invincible or Incredible or whatever it is. I think it's Invincible. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that one's from the guy that did The Walking Dead. Okay, there, I got it. So everyone at home can stop yelling at their um, devices. I I got there, everyone. So we're good because um, of course they have that coming out. But no, Gar- Garth Ennis has done some. He, he's done a lot of stuff, but I mean, this is something bigger for him, and it's of course. Um, Something to where it's more the gritty version of like superheroes and everything, and the show doesn't pull any punches. Uh, what I think like two minutes into the first episode, um, yeah, Huey's girlfriend Robin gets basically just turned into mush, liquefied. Yeah. So, um, so for for you listening at home, uh, the first episode basically begins with a character named Huey Campbell. Um, suffers a very traumatic experience by having his girlfriend basically get ran over by a character named A-Train who has super speed and um, just kind of is left to deal with that situation. And on the flip side, there is a new up-and-coming hero uh, named Starlight that also is joining this elite um, force called the Seven, which is like, I guess, it's their equivalent of Justice League and everything, so... So that's the premise for season one, and then you got a ton of other characters that I'm sure we'll discuss, like who our favorite character is, what the favorite superpower we've seen is, stuff like that. So, um, I guess on that note, who's who's one of your favorite characters in this, and what drew you into this? Because I do have a fun fact about probably a character, I mean, an actor we both are um, aware of and everything that makes a, I guess, reoccurring role in this. Uh, 
You, yeah. you, want, you want me to? Or you, or you um, want to take a guess? It's uh, it's what's his name? Um, what what's shoot, his? Why butts? am I blanking on his name? But yeah, <laughs> yes. Thank you. I was like, why is this? here? We are. We're already blanking on like every everyone's names and stuff already. Uh, yeah, Simon Pegg, which I know is what Huey looks like in yes the comic. Like yes, Huey was based on that. So yeah, so they brought him in to, to be his father for yep. a few uh, episodes. Yes, in the com- um, so for you at home in the comic, Simon Pegg. The, the character looks like Simon Pegg because they based it off of Simon Pegg. Because the guy's, I think, from the uh, United Kingdom area. And also, of course, uh, my favorite character from the United Kingdom area in the show is uh, William B- Billy Butcher. He's hands yeah, Billy down. Butcher's awesome. Hands so down cool. my favorite character. Easily my favorite he is, character. And, he is fantastic. And I can't quote anything he says because most of them involve um, using a hard... Um, a certain word. <laughs> hard, a certain word. <laughs> very, very hard used word that um, that I, I'm not against saying it, but we're trying to be vaguely children friendly on this. But um, but yeah, so I mean, I and once again, Carl Urban is an amazing actor. I feel he is underrated. I feel he is not appreciated. And I feel like every time we've talked about something he's been in, I'm going to say this. I can't remember if we've done a Judge Dread episode or uh, sorry, Dread, Just Dread, from that movie he did where he was Dread and it was awesome and it's one of the best things ever. But I, I, I mean, we, we talked about him when he was on the Lord of the Rings stuff. But but yeah, I mean, he's great. He's also in uh, Thor Ragnarok, so he's like involved in like everything. That's awesome about comics and in pop culture and nerddom. Uh, you know, so I I love I love Carl Urban. I love I love Billy Butcher. But you know what? I love Huey. I really like Huey because I mean, okay. So going into the show, I was like, I knew it was involving superheroes and stuff. I I also have not read the comic, so I did not really know that. I thought the boys was sort of like the nickname for what is the seven, but no, the boys are like this sort of like this group of antiheroes, um, and. You have you have uh, Billy Butcher, you've got Mother's Milk, you've got Frenchie, and you have these guys who look like they are some sort of like kind of ragtag covert team of people going against the government and superheroes. But the, but Huey does not. He looks like exactly what he was in the first scene. He looks like a nerdy guy who works at an electronics store, but he fits so well in with that group, though. Like, I feel like he is that connective tissue that turns them from a ragtag group to like a family kind of yeah and uh and then of course when you bring in i mean she's just called the female but when you bring in her um like i think that that whole thing i think there at that point there's just like separate characters but i think huey like really brings everything together so i i really really like huey i've always been a fan of like in a world in, in movies shows games whatever where it's like here's a whole world of like superpower beings here's just like a regular dude in the mix of it all like that's why i think i like huey a lot he's a good entry-level character for you as the audience to be introduced to the world too. It's, it's, it's that whole um, towing the line of exposition, pointless exposition versus, you know, exploring a world. Cause we, you, you need expectations, expects. I can't talk now. Um, <laughs> you, you need that to explain the world, but it's hard to do it without just somebody sitting there looking straight into the camera, explaining everything. So this was very done well to where, we got to see like, you know, where Huey and Butcher went off and he sort of introduced them to like the background CD aspects of the world of superheroes and people with superpowers where on the flip side, you got Starlight, Annie uh, being introduced to like the more glorified world of the seven and everything. Yeah. And, 
And of course, her um, her experience there is not the best one to begin with because she's basically made to do certain things to a certain other member. And I do really like that that comeuppance happens and that that character kind of gets, I mean, put in his place and has what yeah. is well-deserved happen to him. Even though I kind of find it funny because he is sort of the stand-in for um, Aquaman. And they make him as big of a joke as most people think Aquaman is. But I like Aquaman yeah. in the comics. So I'm like, oh. I do too. But, yeah, no, they, they yeah, it, it's a very stereotype for Aquaman specifically, and they yeah. totally give it to him. Okay, so uh, favorite member of the seven, though, I guess ones that we are aware that exist because they kind of mix up a little bit from from yeah, both seasons. Kind of a, yeah, um, you know, honestly, I do like the deep because I mean he is a huge prick because he's deep. but when he and, <laughs> exactly, but when he does get knocked down a peg, like you you start to see him kind of like grow and, you know, he, he is struggling to, to get back. And, uh, and of course he hates Fresca because Fresca is disgusting. It's it like, it like Fresca sucks. Um, but I mean, like you do feel like, I mean, on the, on the one hand you have this sort of like, he has it coming to him, but like when he met with the, the one woman who I guess was a prostitute or he hooked up with her or whatever. And she had the thing for his gills. Yes. Um, and was like sticking her. I, I was, super uncomfortable during that scene like physically Same. but also like mentally and like as much as i like i was like man i hope he gets his comeuppance like i was like man that's just like i almost was like that's almost too far but i'm like nah you know what he probably he probably it, it, so, it it's was still a, very uncomfortable it was a good kind of like flip on the whole thing not 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 saying those things are equal in any way shape or form but it was a good right. kind of flip to have that character quote-unquote experience that also Fun yeah. fact, um, I'm sure this is blatantly obvious to anyone listening. Patton Oswald voices his gills when they he's having that like hallucination thing and his gills are talking to him. I don't think him. I knew that, but that actually does not it, it's, make I feel Patton Oswald's voice is very recognizable to me sometimes, so whenever yeah. I hear it, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Patton Oswald. I also, <laughs> it's also noted on here, too, on the thing I'm looking at. So that's, so that's there. Um, I also like how his gills... And I don't know if it was this way in the comic, but they're not just like, like when I think of gills initially, it's like, it's like, here's the, you know, some little rows of like slits, but they made them like real gnarled and like very hideous. They did make them very hideous looking. Yeah. Um, Like, I think it'd be a much more acceptable or it's, you know, people will be more accepting, but I mean, I think it's even uh, Homelanders even like cover yourself up. That's disgusting. Or yeah. someone mentions how it looks disgusting. It's uh, And they do like, they made them look really, really disgusting in the show. So I think that just adds even more to that because I think if it was thin lines that could easily be concealed or were kind of, you know, yeah. uh, nice and orderly looking, I think people wouldn't care. But the fact they look so gross is like, it's, it's that it's like, that's his superpower, but it's also like a point of embarrassment for him and something that kind of repulses people or people who fetishize it, you know, one or the other. I, uh, and, and yes, it, it is Homelander because it's one of the, it's, it's a little bit after the deep sort of com- becomes more comfortable with himself and everything. And, like the second he runs into people from his old life, they put him down a peg again, and and it's and it's Homelander doing it. So I mean, it's he's like the I want to say Homelander's my favorite, but I'll, at the same time, I don't from the seven. Right, I, I love him because I hate him. Yeah, that's how most of the members of the seven are. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the thing. I I don't want to say Star likes. I just don't. I feel like she she's on the seven, but she's not really exactly. as as it goes on and everything. Agreed. Um, I I kind of want to go with Black Noir. Just oh, I almost went with Black Noir. 
just because of like his stuff is still like there, there's a weird thing in the comics but the show is departed to where that can't be the um the case and i'm not going to say it on here because i don't want to spoil it for one you or anyone listening at home but it is an interesting twist of who black noir actually is and i will tell you 100 percent that's not the case as of right now in the show from what we've been presented with okay yeah because he's i mean he truly is mysterious because he, he doesn't talk and like his superpowers are even kind of vague you know he's kind of durable and he has like the he has like a baton and a yes. did he have a sword or was it just a baton I, either way and he's all in black so i mean he's very mysterious like I, I still don't fully understand like who he is as a superhero other than he basically almost seems quasi indestructible or whatever so uh, according um, to the wikipedia he possesses superhuman in, in the show he possesses superhuman strength and agility okay. um and it says that he conceals his physical appearance and he's allergic to almonds was it almonds yes yeah they did mince there was a mention of that because that, that that's how they take him out at one point is yeah she, that's right i was gonna say i know that came up at some point yeah mave mave who i feel is it gets like i i feel like she's a better character in season two she's just I sort of around in season agreed. one yes yeah. uh she's just sort of around and i feel like i'm i'm confused because they've never really established certain people's powers yeah like Maeve is clearly a uh, Wonder Woman type yeah. of uh, superhero, but like you know that she's pretty strong, and she. But it's never like you don't necessarily see like oh, we're like you know where did she you know what exactly can she do like because she clearly can't fly because when they're on the uh, the airplane she has to come up and go down with Homelander. And also um, in the one scene where they're taking out the guy that's up in the Homelander jumps up, flies up, and she just goes, "I'm I'm gonna go take the stairs." Yeah. <laughs> and everything. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of humor and stuff. Um, my thing with Maeve, and this is what it says in here, is that she has enhanced physical strength and durability, which we see her get hit by a like truck and is fine, but there's a mention of her breaking her arm, saving people. Right. Which yeah, I'm like... See, yeah. What? How did, what, what caused that? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is it something to where like, they've gotten... Because, I mean, it, it does explain in the show that all of their powers come from like some drug that they were basically introduced to as kids yeah. per se i mean homelander's still kind of vaguely a mystery to some extent but also right. it's 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 implied in the show and i think it's this way in the comics so sorry to spoil a little bit of the comics but basically it seems like the nazis back during world war ii came up with the formula that they're able to use to create superheroes out of people yeah. And the U.S. like Project Paperclip, all that stuff, I guess exists one in our real world. It's super interesting if you want to look into it, and super disturbing. But in this world, they also brought over these people to give us superpowered people, as is better explained in season two with, um, of course, Homelander having some flashbacks and getting stuff explained, and um, the uh, Stormfront character as well, who I. Uh, gotta hate her a lot like yes just everything about her like she was designed to be like hated real quick in my opinion yeah it just, for, it for obvious a, reasons <laughs> right it wasn't like homelander where it took a little bit to kind of realize like oh this guy really truly is a dick like yeah. she was right off the bat like you didn't like her because she seemed like she because 
when she's introduced they're on the movie set and she's all like taking like selfies or uh she's like doing like a tiktok or a um, vine or something yeah something like that whatever the youth does exactly and she seemed like this like very like but it's almost seemed like they were trying to make fun of sort of like the left-wing hippie kind of because she was and then all of a sudden you realize that she is like and so you didn't like her because of that attitude how they just kind of threw her on the team but then all of a sudden you see her at how she acts and it's like wow that really really is a um like terrible person like the the one i mean Yes, there, there's her name, which is a very obvious thing. Uh, it's revealed that she is a former Nazi, uh, was one of the first successful Compound v, v subjects as well, and basically has been able to, like, kind of move from one superpower, I mean, from one superhero persona to another. Interesting thing, she is a male. I mean, she is a he in the comics. They just gender-swapped it for the show. So <clears throat> the Stormfront in the comics is actually a man, whereas this one's a female, and I thought that was interesting that they did that gender swap to have that relationship between her and Homelander. But the other thing was the first time I was like, okay, there's something really weird going on with her was where they were going after, um, the female and her brother. And she just did not care who she was killing. Right. In, in that hotel. I mean, not hotel, the, uh, apartment building, like where she was like just blasting lightning every which way and everything. And they of course blamed it on, the, the, the superpower, because the whole premise with season two is superpower, I mean, in the beginning, it's superpowered um, terrorist, which is the big threat. And that's how, like, Homelander, because that's what Homelander wants, is is somebody that actually can put up a fight against him. And something to actually fight against that's not just him going and saving a cat in a tree. So that's why he basically creates this. What he, he wants to basically create like an actual superheroes versus supervillains. Right. So, cause it's all, yeah, I mean, it really, it, it, yeah, I was going to say something, but that's part of a different discussion. So keep going. No, 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 I just, I just want to mention that also with Homelander's powers, I'm, um, it's mentioned that he has x-ray vision and yep. I, hold on. I'm, I'm going to look it up because I know that there's a weird, like Superman, um, like, counterpoint to him because he, he he is the superman stand-in in the sense of he yeah. is ridiculously strong he's like um he can see through almost anything except for zinc whereas superman's x-ray vision does not work on lead through lead lead um he has x-ray vision and of course heat vision or laser it's it's more laser i guess i don't know heat vision laser whatever same same different one same difference when it comes to this um but yeah so he's basically the stand-in for superman and is basically the 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 huge villain of this uh, not to get too super political because i i know they're everything going on right now but i did see a really funny thing on uh twitter where it was somebody in a it was in a jail outfit and they had a Biden mask on. It was somebody else in the um, Homelander outfit with the Trump mask on. That the response was, "I don't think you guys have watched the show that this is based on." <laughs> so um, I, I just I found that amusing because he he is the villain. Like yeah. there is nobody else except for him that's the villain. And, well, I mean, there, there's other villains floating around, but he's the true villain. He's the villain playing the hero the whole time. Yeah, and everything. Uh, the other people we've got, I. Th- Oh, we, we got A-Train, who's just super speed and has his whole um, 
abuse of um compound v and everything which yeah it's it's, it's interesting and i want to keep rooting for him even though he kind of is the one that started all this but yeah you know then, i i was gonna say i i did not like i mean the actor is really good he does a good job of making me actively not like a train oh you 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 are on the not a, you so, so you are not on the a train train i am not on the a train train i'm I, not on the a train a train I am on the A train season two, like after like he he gets knocked down. I don't know. It just seems like anytime someone gets knocked down a peg, I'm like, yay, let's 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 see what they do with this and everything. I just I I I, I just there's something about him. he does a really good job of playing him off as the sort of like celebrity or athlete who because you hear stories for every story you hear like a touching story about someone meeting a, a celebrity or whatever. He does a really good job of playing sort of the i don't care i'm doing this because i have I'm, I'm only here so i don't get fined kind of thing um, um and i just i and, and that is one of those kind of things i have always hated about well um, it took him forever to like remember who huey was exactly, which, which, which shows exactly. how okay okay i might i might have to backtrack a little bit um that shows how much he didn't get, like he ran over this person's girlfriend and literally, it took like several times running into him to finally click on who it was. Yeah. So okay, yes, I I, I will reel that back a little bit and be like, okay, yes, I he is Jesse in the T. yes Jesse T Usher. He's the actor. He's mm-hmm. great. He does a good job of playing the character like that. Like I think he does a really good job of. And this is sort of what I was going to say earlier. And they do a good job in this of making superheroes seem like. Um, kind of a, a reflection of sort of pop culture and the entertainment industry. Um, and that's just one aspect of it is sort of the, the celebrity status and it kind of going to your head. Um, and I think A-Train is that to AT. So he does a good job of, of making it seem like these real world, the things where you might see a, a musician or an athlete or something like that and they blow you off and it's like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, because he talks about like how his like sneakers are like still the best. Like he he's very possessive based and that's i think that changes because once he gets like i said that the whole thing in season two where he he's not on the seven anymore and then gets back on it's an he he doesn't seem to have that but who knows what he'll be like when he's and also he, he does help them i don't know why i'm keep fighting for this character and everything i, I feel <laughs> like i'm like i'm just gonna keep fighting for him because he he is the one that does eventually help them sure. but it's like you you put everyone in this situation to technically begin with so huh and I still feel like when he's helping him, he's still a dick. So he he's doing it for his own means more yeah, so than he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Um, another character that's technically on the seven, and that Starlight replaced was Lamplighter, who we get a look at in season two, and he yeah. just has pyrokinesis, and I, I, I he's got pyrokinesis, so yay! I I don't know. Yay. It just wasn't. It's like it. It was like oh okay cool. Like his his outfit and his like uniform and everything was really cool. Having that like like the cloak and everything and the giant yeah. like the torch torch uh, thing, it was that that was pretty cool. But it's like mm. aside from that, it's just oh he can. I, I'm saying this, but I mean it'd, it'd be awesome if I control fire too. But sure, mm. but as the consumer who when you're in a world of all these other really yeah. cool super powered things, it's sort of like oh cool. How did it's like you must be really good at what you do to. If that's your power and you made it on to now, seven. Now, are you ready for a shocking character that actually exists in the comic? 
and that yes. we got to see, and that actually has a superhero name. Hit me. All right. During the scene, in, during the um, also warning for anyone who's still listening to this with kids around, um, during the scene where they're at that compound with all the test subjects for compound B V, mm-hmm. there is a certain individual who has a prehensile extendable yes. that can extend the length yeah. of their um, member. Yeah, there we go. I'll be, I'll be nice about it. Their member and attempts to choke uh, mother's milk with it. I think by wrapping it around him. Yes. That is a character from the comics named. Love sausage. <laughs> Same powers and everything, by the way. Oh my so, god! So uh, th- there's rumors that that we'll see more from him in the next season. That's amazing. So, and, and like I said, there I know that they said they're working on another like series too. Hold on, um, seeing if I can find. I know they're working on a third season, and then there's supposed to be a spinoff. Uh. Is this for real? Uh, soup porn uh, confirms that the in-universe pornographic superhero film see- scenes briefly glimpsed in the second season of The Boys have been produced in full. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, interesting. I will... Um, hmm. Oh, of course. Um, okay, to, to 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 completely derail us back on uh, there, the the other thing I like about it being like the more real world of it all is there's actually a lot of random actors and personalities that have made appearances. I was just on that. I was and because I, I was there was a lot I wanted to bring up, and I just saw a list on uh, on on Wikipedia going right. through everyone. That... So, um, so your 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 favorite. You know, I liked, and I guess it was because of. Um, because he's a producer too, but I like Seth Rogen being on there. Me, me too. Um, I liked how he was the one making uh, the the uh, Black Noir movie. Um, I also like the side thing of like how they have their own MCU. I mean, of course they do, but yeah. there's like an whole MCU like universe and of like movies and stuff. And I guess the actual superheroes portray themselves. Yeah, I'm like that, that was that was an interesting thing. It's sort of like, and that's kind of going back to the whole like reflecting our our entertainment thing like superhero media in general is just big right now so it's like hey here's this thing where it's like hey here's superhero movies in a superhero infested or inhabited world um yeah and they i mean exactly and i was like and i and they and i like how they kind of pepper that information throughout the the two seasons so yeah. far and it's sort of like you know are these based on actual events are these sort of fictionalized adventures that they go on or because you don't really see them being superheroes that often you don't you very much see them being business people and celebrities and making public appearances and stuff like that and when they are superheroes it's very brief or it it is further it's it's it when they're being superheroes a lot of the time they're doing very terrible things yeah or it's very set up like um the one where um Starlight and the Deep go on that one like thing and there's like oh, camera people yeah. everywhere and everything yeah. it was like just like it wasn't set up but they had all those people there ready to start filming the second day and I'm like oh this is so I'm like it's it's interesting because she's coming in as someone who legitimately was being a superhero and then everyone else is sort of just there as like this this is what like I just do and everything and like I said it 
it's great because I feel it takes away from her seeing how everyone is. Um, season two did also have some other guests. Um, Chris Hansen apparently was um That's right was in it as as himself. I can't remember what scene that was for though. Yeah, no, I, I can't can't think either. But I but I remember he was in it because I I I I literally lol'd. And let me see if it says which um which episode he was in. Cause I'm trying to remember myself. I'm like, I know he was, cause I saw it listed. I remember him being in there, but I cannot remember what it was for. And I'm sure it was some weird, like, of course, what Chris Hansen does sort of thing. Was it with him in the deep with something? I, it might have been. See, now I can't remember. Um, Oh, did you ever watch the, um, the, butcher a short film i i didn't i didn't know it existed i was actually i'm i'm on the wikipedia page still and it's like introduced in short films and i'm like oh oh i did not know there was a short film so i, I need to go watch that now yeah because there's a brief period of time where like we don't know what happened to him and i guess this mm-hmm. is explaining after the one woman who totally deserved it got murdered mm-hmm. um <sighs> interesting so we need to I guess we need to check that. We we have not watched everything, but um So do we want to talk about the big reveal at the end of the season now or do we have a few more things to discuss? Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Oh crap, we we did forget about one character from the boy. I mean from the 7. Um Is that? I'm trying um oh, man. Because he's not in there that much, so that's the that, that's the problem. I'm trying to remember who it is. It's the one guy, tra- translucent. There we go. Oh yeah, because he he was in. I mean, well, he you couldn't see him even when he was there. Exactly, and, and he was. I mean, it's like he wasn't part of it for that long, but he played such an important kind of like with A Train. You know, he was a big catalyst for what ended up transpiring up through. Yeah, now. yeah. I was thinking. I'm like, I know there was somebody else, and I'm like. Oh yeah, he's the invisible person that Huey blows up as like his um and and uh, okay, I'm going to say this. I am not an expert on anatomy, the human body, nor am I a doctor. Um <laughs> I don't think people possess that much blood. And I say this for a lot of scenes in this show. <laughs> Cuz it's very graphic. And I I just don't feel people have that much blood in their body. At all. Yeah, that was qu- it was quite a bit. It was quite a bit uh, in that scene. And I was like, wow. I mean, Maybe that was part of the superpower. He just has a lot of blood. He just apparently just stores a <laughs> lot of blood. He can, he's invisible, but, uh, but you know, he also has a lot of blood. He can store a lot of blood. Also, he's, ex- he's externally indestructible. Yes, internally he was fine, but it was yeah. like the whatever. It wasn't just like, and I like that they explained it. It wasn't just like, oh, he can turn invisible. It's like, oh, he's got like this carbon whatever on his skin that can actually whatever def- refract light or whatever to make yeah. it seem like he's invisible. I and see, I like because some some characters they they do a really good job of explaining exactly how their powers work, and then other ones they just don't really. You kind of have to gather it from. From stuff, uh, the female is, um, I don't think she has a limit to her regeneration. I legitimately don't think she does. Yeah, she got, I mean, what was she's been gutted and just boom. Yeah. Yeah. She's been gutted. She's had her neck broken. Um, I think a few times she's had her neck broken. 
Yeah. And, um, I mean, she obviously has enhanced strength, but yeah, she's just still cruising along perfectly fine. Um, oh, that's the, okay. I thought of something else we need to talk about too, but, um, they don't really explain Homelanders that much. They just kind of say he can fly and he's kind of Superman-esque. Um, Maeve, we've already talked about, doesn't really explain. Starlight, they sort of explain that she needs to be near power sources or something. Yeah, it's sort of like, um, so I mean, she has the strength and can do the sort of light and is bulletproof. Randomly, yes, she is. But uh, but to get all that, she has to have, uh, I guess, because there was that one scene where like she was captured and there were lights in there, but she couldn't absorb that particular light. So I don't know if it's like a certain color or if it's like a certain source. But as soon as the power came back on or whatever, she was able to um, absorb that light and get yeah. it in. But yeah, she can absorb light and turn that into like blast concussive blasts uh strength stuff like that and can also and, blind and, you know, people too it's true you know it was interesting people were talking so i was watching uh the cinema sins episode for the first episode and it was it was something they pointed out where they're like you know the, the first se- the first time we see starlight she's like doing a pull-up and she looks like she's struggling to do it but then the next scene she like is easily lifting up a, a car to look under it like it was yeah. like nothing and it was like, so you're struggling to do a pull-up, yet you can almost effortlessly lift a car up. Like, <laughs> and, it, it, and that wasn't even something I noticed. But it I didn't either. Where, but it's one of those things where it's true how I think in certain things there are um, inconsistencies with, with powers. And I won't get into it, but the thing we were originally going to discuss today, one of the things I was going to talk about was, was inconsistency with superpowers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one of those things that... Um, I feel like that scene alone has made me like want to have them go back over like all sorts of superhero media, not just the boys and just see where there's these inconsistencies. But yeah, like I, that was something I didn't even notice. I'm like, yeah, it's, that's true. Welcome so, to every nerd argument on the <laughs> internet. Well, exactly. actually there was the one scene where Wolfie was able to do this or no one could beat the Hulk because of, and I, I get it. I've had numerous amounts of those discussions, arguments, whatever. But it's just, it's kind of like, it's whatever thing. And it's funny when, it's funny to look at it to where in some stuff, like, yes, we just said, in one scene she can't do a pull-up, in the next scene, she's, like, flipping a car over, or lifting a car, no problem. So it's like, maybe she can't just lift her own weight, but other weight's fine, because maybe she's just so heavy? I don't know. Right, I was, I, I was even I thinking, too, maybe know. it's sort of, maybe it's sort of like power on, power off, like, I want to yeah. do these pull-ups without using my power, but then, like, oh, I can use it to, to lift and stuff like that, so... Yeah, who knows? Just a just a funny nitpick thing I noticed, but yeah, yeah. I and I did like Starlight. I think she's I think she's a really cool character. Like I think she does a really good job of portraying the whole like once again kind of going to the whole reflection of the entertainment industry. You know, someone who's like struggled for years and they finally made it, and they are just completely disillusioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, her first scene with a certain character, uh, yep. you know, it's the whole never meet your never meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because she, I mean, she basically even says as much like I, I always admired you, and then immediately, right. I think regrets it. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, I, oh, what was there? There was another scene. Sorry, it just got me thinking of the deep. Where like, I love how he's always having conversations, but we don't hear both sides of the conversation <laughs> yeah. with with the animals all the time. Because I legitimately do feel like, um, once again. Aquaman, like, communicates with fish. He doesn't talk to them. 
and it's explained in one of the comics I, I think I can't remember who wrote it but there was a comic it was a more recent one where they he explains fish I don't talk to I just kind of give instructions to like mm-hmm. higher form things yes I have a conversation with but fish are sort of I tell them where to go because he goes somewhere I think he goes into like a, a um, like a seafood restaurant and order something and someone's like oh I can't believe and it's like it's just it's still food yeah sort of thing so uh, also random I forgot Tara Reed's in there somewhere but I think she's presented as someone that actually has powers was she because I saw her name on the list and I remember her being there but I was trying to remember the whole power thing but I, I maybe I missed that I think okay remember there's the guy who can touch people and he's able like to see like all their memories and everything you mean Haley Joel Osmond's character yes oh yeah that is Haley Joel Osmond yes uh Wow, that I, I didn't even realize that was him. And since you said it, that actually, <laughs> wow, that's some weird, um, perfectly done casting there on that one. Um, how did I not realize that? Uh, yes, um, I think he's at the convention. I mean, she's at the convention they go to meet him at, and you just see like her at one of the booths too. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I don't think they explain it. what she does, but she's just there. Also, Billy Zane's randomly in an episode, but that's Billy Zane, so I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. And you're gonna say I'm gonna be like that was him because like I said apparently I just missed that that was Haley Joe Osmond because I haven't seen him since he was literally a kid. So yeah. good to, good to see he him out there like, getting work. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like uh, Al Borland now. I can see it. I can, you know what? When when we redo our home improvement, um, actually no. When when Zingness does the tool, like we're actually gonna do tool time as an actual show, and we will cast him <laughs> as Al Borland. So good. um, so perfect. We just need to find a younger um Tim Allen, but I don't think that's possible. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean um, so there there is one thing I really want to talk about, and it's something I I mentioned. I was like, oh yeah, we need to talk about that. So I loved the and this is something we we talked about um i think it was an episode you hadn't seen yet and i had and i'm and there was like references to them being the new powerpuff girls yes and it's the it's the female it's starlight and it was um queen Maeve beating the living crap out of um stormfront it was so so good it was such a great scene because they like the the two of them were there and then queen Maeve just comes out of nowhere and Yes, I, I have seen like stuff online where it was like the oh you know great characters and everything. There, I've seen people say this is the um, this was better than the 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 female girl power scene in uh, Endgame. Yes, yes, it actually was. <laughs> um, also, I do like this show having um, a lot of showing a lot of different struggles of not only just superhero stuff but also um, different um, like. No, I, I wasn't gonna say transgender, but um, of course, uh, gay characters as well. Yeah, uh, gay and lesbian characters and everything. And Queen Maeve, I think, is I, I, I just want them to be happy and be together. And it's like every time you think they're there, something happens with her yeah, and her girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know, I because okay, so the series, the, the season ends with us being revealed of who keeps popping everyone's head off. Yeah. One, um, which it's the um, it's the senator chick that's like been like 
kind of steering stuff politically the whole time. Because she blows up the Fresca guy's head, which um, yeah, who's the church hilarious. leader. And then Huey is going to work for her. Um, then Butcher, Mother's Milk, and um, Frenchie are like an actual like team now, like government funded. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. And then um, everyone's back on the seven. That was on it before. Except for the deep. Because there, there's still somebody... There's still a spot missing. Right. right. Yeah, there's still a spot missing. The deep's not on. A-Train got back on. Um, Homelander's just... I, I, I'm going to say this, and I mean it in every way, shape, and form with this analogy, is jerking off into the wind right now because he can't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was supposed to be in season one by the way and they told him no i'm like i don't know where it would have gone in season one but it was a perfect analogy for what he kind of is stuck with right now because he couldn't really do anything um stormfront is out of the picture but not dead right and then um yeah so i i don't know i don't know where where season three is gonna go i know that they have announced the episode name for season one at the mo- I mean for season three at the moment episode one is apparently Payback. yeah which I'm like so what because I, I I don't know if so, all the names ever really mean anything to the episodes right especially because the names because there's also the descriptions which are hilarious like the descriptions that Amazon puts up are like they're not just like your typical like here's a synopsis of the episode like it's written like a very conversational kind of out there little blurb um like one was written as like an emergency alert yeah like you would maybe see if there was an actual emergency and um so yeah sometimes i think they're they're it's almost like one of those things where you can see the name and it might have some tie back to it but it's like it's not like an obvious thing like jerking off into the wind or something <laughs> like that. It's just going to be a continually lose, continuously used thing on this show. Now it's just going to be that. Um, exactly. But no, I so mean, season three does have a character confirmed, and I can't think of the actor or the character's name, but he was in Soldier Boy, Supernatural. Yeah, Soldier Boy. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the the is, character's name Soldier Boy. I have no clue who the actor is off the top. Yeah, of I can't remember the actor's name. But my so the funny thing is my my mom loves supernatural and she's like oh he's gonna be on the boys season three i want to start watching the boys and i was Ooh. like um Ooh. okay fair warning yeah. <laughs> it's pretty everything and she's like well i watched supernatural it's got violence and i go oh no oh, <laughs> oh no i go all right I'm, and i've multiple times been like I'm just warned. She hasn't, as far as I know, she hasn't started it because she would, I feel like she would let me know, but I was like, I, okay, you've been, I've warned you. <laughs> um, so Mom. for, for everyone yelling at home and the non-existent Ellie voice that would have been yelling at us too, he is Dean of the Winchester brothers. So the one with the dark hair, mm. I guess if that narrows it down for anyone who still is clueless on who we're talking about. So, um, Oh, I thought it said that he, he, um, sorry, I was scrolling down, I got by, and I thought it said he, because that is English, Scottish, and Irish. I thought it was, like, languages he knew, and I'm like, 
wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused on those, but no, he, he will be Soldier Boy, who is, I guess we're going to get some flashbacks maybe to, um, because he was in the boy, I mean, sorry, part of the set, since you said that it's messing with me now, uh, to, to say, like, the boy sounds like it should be the team. I never had a problem with this till now. Till you said something. But, um... <laughs> but he was, like, part of the team prior to, like, Homelander and that. In the comics. Right. I don't know what they're going to do in the show with him, though. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to see some earlier um, Stormfront when she was the... The other, the the other one yes. who was. I was gonna say when she was the racist. Liberty, one, I she think. Was always the racist one. Liberty, yeah. I think. La- Lady Liberty or something. Something, something like that. Yeah, because it was. Cause I remember it being very similarly themed to Homelander. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, I could totally see that being a thing. You 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 want another moment real quick where where you can be like Zinger doesn't know what he's talking about ever or uh, Zinger that was obviously <laughs> this person. I just found out that the guy who played Lamplighter was Bobby Drake. From uh, the X Men movies, Iceman. That's right, because I remember I knew he was something from like a superhero movie, and I was and I was trying to think of when we were talking about him, and then it just completely. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to even pretend to know because I it slipped my mind already. But yes, I was going to say I knew he was in like some superhero movie. He was also on the Animorphs TV show. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, I I only remember it because it said it, and I was like, I remember those books. <laughs> And there was a TV show. I, I read. I did. I, I read the books, and I remember watching like an episode of the show. But by the time the show came out from the books, I I think I was a little bit older. But now we're getting way off track. Yeah, we're we're getting way <laughs> off track. Speaking of which, we will have an upcoming episode where um we will be doing the new Animaniacs. So if you want us to talk about Hell stuff from the nineties, yeah. that's going to be a. I don't know. I I okay. So so we're done with the discussion on the boys right now. Um, quick side note before we wrap up, I, I, I want it to be the same. I don't know. It's like, I, I have like this vision in my head cause I've not like sat down and watched like episode after episode of Animaniacs. I've watched clips and I'm like, I feel like if I go back and watch, I'll be like, how did anyone like allow kids to watch this back in the day? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's Ren and Stimpy extreme, but. So here's the thing. It's much more subtle, which I think is funnier because. Ren and, I mean, Ren and Stimpy had to be for had to be more subtle, but it was still pretty blatant. Some of the things they were trying to say, but Animaniacs because it was on network television in the afternoon. Um, it had, I mean, and it was it it was coming from Warner Brothers and Steven Spielberg. It had to go through a lot, but they were able to get a lot of things done because of how subtle they were. And like I like I just said, the my. One of the most infamous jokes from Animaniacs, the whole fingerprints yes. thing. Yes, fingerprints. That yeah. was freaking completely just goes over. I remember as a kid, I was like, I don't get it. And now I'm like, oh, I totally get it. Um, as somebody who loves Steven Spielberg in every way, shape, and form, uh, I'm saying this, and God, I hope I don't have to retract this statement at some point in my life because, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he is... He he can do no wrong. I I'm digging a deeper hole. Um, so so of course that that will be coming out actually. Um, if you are listening to this on the nineteenth, it'll be coming out tomorrow, twentieth. So we will have an episode eventually on it. Um, and it's of course renewed. 
Uh, I, I grew up, I, I love the Animaniacs, I love Pinky and the Brain, I love Freakazoid. Yep. And we one day need to do just the whole Freakazoid episode, because that also was one of those, I seriously feel like Freakazoid was a show before its time. Like, it... Absolutely. That was a show, yes, it, I mean, it was, I mean, that would be a show today if it was released, you would, it, nothing would be, um, like, it would be, it, it seems like it would fit perfectly with today, and the fact that it was from 20 years ago is just... Well, the the thing I love, and I'm stealing this from somebody else, so um, it's a mo- mo- movie. Bob said this because he did a whole episode on Freakazoid a long time ago, like long time ago. But he said that, and and, and it's a good point. He said that um, that it was a prediction of the future. Like when Freakazoid came out, the internet was a new thing, and yeah. the whole thing that, that he gets the power from is he gets the power from absorbing basically the knowledge of the internet, and instead of turning him into some super scientist. Or some suit, he just turns into a meme machine basically and just yes. a dysfunctional individual. Which, lo and behold, 20 years later, what is the internet but that? I mean, yes, exactly. it's, got, it's got a great collection, but it's it was like, and there were so many great jokes, there's so many great things with that. Like I said, I feel like everyone remembers Animaniacs, but only a few people I feel remember um, Freakazoid. Yeah, and well, the thing too with Freakazoid was that was the whole that came out right after because like Animaniacs and like Tiny Toons and stuff that started on Fox, which more people had access to, and then it started moving over to the WB. Um, and like I didn't have WB, so I did not see Freakazoid until like I guess it was probably a couple of years after it came out. They started showing it, I believe, on Cartoon Network, and that was how I was able to start seeing it. I just remember going, "Oh my god, I where where has this been?" all my life, my short 12 or 13 year old or however old I was your life at that point. But it was, it was amazing. Like watching it and catching up with it. And, um, Cosgrove is the I greatest am... character ever. Yes. Hey, Cosgrove, and... want to go get an ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no that, sorry. It's, it's flipped. He asks Freakazoid all the time. Hey, you want to go do this? Hey, Freakazoid, okay. want to go get an ice cream? Sure. Cosgrove. I remember there was, I remember there was a there was a time where it was like Freakazoid was getting in a fight with someone and Cosgrove pops in front and he goes, This might be a little violent. You kids might want to go what did he say? He's like, You kids might want to go get some milk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. And it was like so specific, it was like yeah, some milk or an orange. Like it was just it wasn't just like go go do something or go get a snack. It was he was so specific by saying like milk and an orange. It was just like I remember laughing so damn hard. And of course, um I have heard because the there's also been they've they, they've officially confirmed they are reviving Tiny Toons. Um, Never got into it. I see. I love Tiny Toons, which then led into Animaniacs, which I think is even better. And then of course that kind of led into Freakazoid. And I have heard discussions of people thinking, what if this is going to be sort of a Steven Spielberg animated universe, kind of like they're doing with Ducktales, how that's been reviving oh, right. Duck. And all these other like kind of Disney pro and Goof Troop and all these other Disney properties. They're like, what if this is doing that where we're going to start getting crossovers between because tiny because like Babs and Buster Bunny did make an appearance on Animaniacs mm-hmm. in like a cameo, like a one like little cameo walk on thing. But like, what if um, there was that and then Freakazoid came in because I think they could t- and Pinky and the Brain, of course. And there was well, well, Pinky and the Brain which- are actually on. They are part of it. They're like yeah. it's like the one sketch coming back I, as far as I know. Um, 
But I think there's also there's a show called like Hysteria, which was another one of the Steven Spielberg animated shows, which I've never seen. I don't know what it's about, but apparently it was one of those ones that came after Freakazoid and was on WB, but is still kind of in that sort of it has that kind of DNA that started with um, with anime, uh, Tiny Toons. I need to find this now. You said Hysteria? Hysteria. Hmm. But it's but it's H I not H Y S. It's always weird cause he's, since he produced. Yeah. Maybe uh, no, because see when I even typed it into, what, I'm pretty sure that was what it was called. So I just typed it into Wikipedia and it brought up hysteria as in the hysteria to come on. Oh, he's also apparently working on West Side Story, the movie, I guess. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Uh, okay, so Hysteria, yes. It looks like it was a sort of like history-focused TV show. It was almost like, I don't want to say educational, but it looked like there were a lot of like historical, like looking at the screenshots and stuff like that. I've never seen it, but there it is. Cool. I, I was about to say, send me a link and I'll take a look at it at some point because I'm still not finding it. Cause... I, just, I just Google Hysteria, H-I-S-T-E-R-I-A. And then TV, and then they brought it up. It says it was two seasons, came out in 98. A lot of the same voices as Tress McNeil, Rob Polson, Frank Welker, Billy West, Maurice LaMarche. Perfect. Um, so, no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that. Like I said, we'll, we'll have a whole episode with us discussing the, the, the new season and our thoughts on it. And... I, I do also like how they're like, oh, I can't believe they're going political with these. And I'm like, D- I, I, they as a kid, I, as a kid, remembered that, that, that he was, um, that, that they were pol- vaguely political. So, oh, yeah, they were. So, they yes. Were. But, um, but yes, I, I would love to see a freakazoid resurgence and everything. So hopefully that, that will happen. Um, so maybe, maybe we'll get that. God, there. It's just like look like Frank Welker, Tress McNeil. Oh God, there's so many great actors in all this. Um, sorry, I'm I'm just looking at the list of um of stuff. Oh, um, so, anyways, um, that that was our episode on the boys. Um, we should have done this in reverse. We could add something happy and joyful at the beginning instead of talking about <laughs> the bloody mess that is that show. Uh, bloody mess isn't a good thing. Not bloody mess. A good and literal thing in that show. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for season three of it. Uh, I hope they do it weekly because I feel like that was a much better thing to do because it yes, gave us something to I, talk about each week. Yeah. And it, this just goes back to my whole, like, I, it, now that things are kind of starting to do that again, I miss, I miss having that week between to process, to discuss, to yes. kind of let it sink in as opposed to, hey, I'm five episodes in. Oh, don't say anything. I'm only two episodes in. Or, oh, well, gosh, you guys hurry up. I'll finish the season. So. Yeah, I, I was about to say that it was now. Now, right, right now, it's Mandalorian, which there will be a episode on that at some point. But also, um, you could go to check out Knights of Vader, where we're doing that weekly. Uh, fun thing. So, Bill Clinton in Freakazoid and Hillary Clinton. Can you take a wild guess who voiced them? Who voiced Bill Clinton and who? Hillary Clinton in the Freakazoid. You 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 have you have, they have been named on this episode. On this particular episode, we have said the name of the people who have done, who did the voices, voices for them in Freakazoid. Um, 
Oh gosh, uh, were they were they regulars from like the, the all those or was it were they they, they they are regulars on a lot of stuff involving animation and other things. So too. did Press McNeil do Hillary? Yes. And did I'm gonna say Billy West or Rob Paulson for Brooklyn? No. Frank Welker. Maurice. Uh, Frank. Okay. I can see that. I, I was about to say, Frank, by, by the way, if you ever want to Google somebody worth Googling, Frank Welker is well worth a Google. Because not only is he the voice of Freddie Jones from Scooby Doo, he's literally the voice of everything else you could like possibly half of the shows think of. You have probably watched the cartoons that you've ever yeah. watched in your life. He probably had, at least from like the 60s on. Uh, he has he has probably had a voice on. Yeah, he he is apparently from a multiple things I've done where I've listened to commentaries and stuff. They have said that he like is a very good like animal person too, to where he can do a lot of the animal voices for stuff. Like if they need somebody to um do like a barking dog or something, he can do it like spot on perfectly because you know how hard it is to get like a dog to bark to record in a recording studio. But yeah, he's he um. <laughs> He's like I said. I'm not joking. If you look it up, he's like multiple. I mean, he's um, he's been in a lot of video games. Yeah. Um, there was some game the other day where I was looking. Up, I can't. It wasn't even looking for him, but I was looking at the voices, and he was one of the voices. I'm like, oh well, that of course. He is the original voice of Megatron as well. So that's just something I just enjoy that that fact. Um, but yeah. So no, no, de- de- definitely check him out. But yeah. I, just happened to be scrolling. I stopped there and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he randomly knows this. And I'm like, we did mention him, so at least I'm giving him a fair opportunity there on that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so um, he also voiced uh, Steven Spielberg, by the way, too, whenever Steven Spielberg was on. Frank Welker did. That's right. And I think, you know, that was one of the things I looked up, too, because I think I was looking up, like, an article about the history of Animaniacs because he, because Steven Spielberg would appear on that and Tiny Toons and everything mm-hmm. else. And I remember reading that because I was like, he does a really good Steven Spielberg, but I was like, I know that's, they, they didn't get Steven Spielberg to actually probably voice himself. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it was Frank Walker. That makes sense. Because a, a real well-known thing for all these shows is their fourth wall breaks of like where he like they, they like walk off set and it would be like all of them sitting there or something like acting like yeah. it's a film and everything. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this. So I can't wait for that episode. Um, and stuff so we got some more stuff coming up with zingness so just stay tuned and hopefully you've enjoyed the episode i don't know why i'm doing this i've never done this before in the end of an episode but <clears throat> where can people find more from you as i die <laughs> uh you can find me at eric berg and at backlog bird uh and you can of course find more from zingness on uh twitter instagram wherever you find great podcasts so um do that and we'll be back next week with uh nightmare before thanksgiving Yes. What's this? What's this? There's turkey in the air. What's this? I don't get that reference. Um, I'll show the, I'll share this right now. I'll probably share it in the episode. Never seen in its entirety. So um, this. I, I keep forgetting that. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it would be like if I was making references to that uh, Justice League movie. But anyways, uh, talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
listening to a fourth hand joint.